0: Can you all hear me? Okay. I want to speak tonight about Sangha and energy. And specifically by energy, I'm referring to Miriya Paramita, uh, the transcendent practice of energy, enthusiasm, vitality. So, like the rest of the world, our Sangha is still in recovery from the pandemic. I think we're doing fairly well, but, um, yeah, we have to acknowledge that we lost our zendo. We're here in Lincoln Square zendo and online, and uh, this is working pretty well for now. We had a Sakaki ceremony yesterday here, uh, a, a ceremony, some of you were here, to uh, pacify the... Restless, hungry ghosts, and and to commemorate wonderful people who who passed in the last year or so, sure. uh, and we're you know continuing with our practice and developing our practice, and uh, it feels good here. So part of practice of sangha. Is developing energy, developing enthusiasm, spirit, vitality. Uh, this happens in various ways. It's part of our practice of zazen. Just physically, yogically, being present and upright, allowing our energy and white spirit to arise. this is something we do together. Sangha is about mutual support. So just sitting here together, in various ways, we feel the Spirit, and we're encouraged by each other. And our practice includes that we support and increase, and encourage each other, and receive support. And encouragement from each other. This is apart from, you know, our evaluations, our cr- critical judgments of ourselves and each other, and that was a good period of us, and that was a bad period of and That's all irrelevant. Of course, our, our monkey mind does that, but it's not the point, and it's not uh, what our practice is really about. So, this is a talked about constantly losing our balance against a background of perfect balance. So in Zazen and in connection, with Sangha, we get some sense of that background of perfect balance. So uh, these Aramitas, or transcendent practices, uh, support each other. Myriya, or enthusiasm, is one of six or ten, two different ways of counting them. And it connects with uh, other transcendent practices. But first, just to say that part of the practice of energy or enthusiasm is to, uh, with everything in and to pay attention to just what's happening to realize it when we feel um, dull or some loss of energy. Part of the practice of energy is to uh notice that. And then, in Sassana, as a yogic practice, we can feel the energy arising. We can, when we're feeling dull, we can raise our gaze, or. Graze raise our energy in our body when we're feeling it's overexcited and monkey minds don't you know traveling along, we can lower our gaze and settle lower in our body. So this is a yogic practice. And it's not about some particular um technique, it's about just being aware. So part of how This practice of enthusiasm works is with the harmony to just before it, which is called Shanti or patience. How do we be patient and tolerant of the difficulties in the world and the difficulties in a, in with each other and with our friends, family neighbors and the difficulties in our own body. How do we be patient with some discomfort in our shoulders or our hips or our mujo or our knees? How do we just be present for that, be patient? And in the midst of concern about our lack of energy or our lack of enthusiasm, just stay with it. and. tolerate the difficulty, and, and notice our intrinsic climber, as we were just saying, uh, and, what, and allow that to be present. So there are six or ten transcendent practices like this, and they all relate to each other. So uh, these are active practices. Patience is not passive. It's paying attention. Being aware, noticing when our energy is letting go, or lower when when we are too uh, too excited, or whatever. Uh, Just noticing what's, what's going on in our body and mind, and in our sense of the world around us as well. How do we be patient? and attentive and ready to allow energy to arise, to respond to whatever situation is in front of us. To do that from our uh, center of balance. Another one of the, the first of the transcendent practices is generosity. So, Saga is about being generous with each other. Being kind, giving to each other and to ourselves, noticing kindness, noticing our own possibilities for caring and kindness to ourselves and to others, appreciating others, appreciating ourselves. This generosity. You know, is relevant in terms of Sangha, in terms of how do we support something. Some of us are currently working on our Ancient Dragon year-end letter fundraising. So we're working on this letter, which you will always see, um, summarizing our current situation in the year that we've been through. And, um, uh, so how do we respond to that with generosity? Part of Donna and generosity is just uh, being generous and supporting Sangha financially, but also supporting Sangha just by your presence or by taking on some position. Like Adam is today as Greeter, or Jerry is as techna. So we take on uh, roles to support each other. How do we give to Sangha? And how do we give to Sangha in the, uh, widest sense? To, you know, a particular Sangha and to drag and zen gate here, but also Maha Sangha to all the different communities that we are interconnected with. So each of us has a variety of additional Sanghas through people and groups that we are connected with, through our sense of kindness, generosity, all of this, this generosity helps support our own enthusiasm and energy. When we shut down and don't care about caring and giving and kindness to others as well as to ourselves, our energy drops. How do we Allow patience and tolerance to support our energy as a group and each of us and each other. So, uh, in the song of the grass hut we just chanted, which is about the space of practice. The space of this zenda, the space of, uh, sangha. Uh, there are many lines that are wonderful. Uh, I can just talk about that, that chant by Shuja, one of our great ancestors. But I've been recently, you know, thinking about one line that I haven't really focused on much before. The family or the lowly can't help, can't help wondering, will this not perish or not? Well, we we'll be able to sustain this samba, and uh, I feel pretty good that we are dealing with transitions that we are, uh, we have a lot of really good, caring, dedicated people, talented people in our samba, and new people coming. So, Nick brown I, I, I can't see you, but I know that you're there, and he uh, came to the Dogen seminar I gave recently in his house. I think for the first time, I'm one of our our sons and uncles. Anyway, um, how do we support each other? How do we welcome new people? The Midlander will, we can't help wondering, will this hut perish or not? Perishable or not, the original master is present. And that line hadn't really done much for me for a while initially I, you know, I translated this um, decades ago actually. Uh so it's by Shiteov who also did Samyokai how many the difference in saying this. But this original master, you know I, I, at first I thought well this maybe is a Shakyamuni Buddha. And maybe it is but also um I think this refers to the Dharma the fundamental Buddha that is all of us, and that each of us is an expression of, the whole body of the phenomenal world as Buddha. The whole, everything, everything we've ever thought or said or heard or acted with is a reflection of this dharma body, this fundamental reality, this original master. And we don't necessarily realize that. And it's... um, And yet it it is the way that it is. Of course, there's also illusion and cruelty, and I'll come to that. Fundamentally, there's a wholeness to this world, to this reality, to this cosmos. So we have a our first Rohatsu sashi in December. Our first five-day Rohatsu Sushi since 2019. A sign of uh, our recovery from the pandemic. So the covid yeah, will be reading this, and we'll be talking about what I think of uh, by Koha Bill Dogen's disciple, but it's an extension of something that Dogen wrote, the Samadhi of the Treasury of Radiance. Radiance is not light as opposed to dark. David Ray has asked me about this often. It's not about just light. It's not about just dark. It's like this original master is present. Something fundamental is present on each of our seats. And we may not realize it. And we may not know how to express it. But this is the source, actually the source of energy enthusiasm, vitality. And it's, it's really fundamental to our Soto Zen tradition this text that we will be and I will be uh, talking about the, the five day Rahatsu Sashin in December um, we won't get to all of it it's a fairly long text but it's wonderful and it goes it goes back to the flower ornament sutra, the Avatamasatta Sutra and Kwanyan Buddhism that came out of it in China continued into Japan. And it's kind of in the background of something that... My teacher, Kenji, is talking about it a lot now. It won't be all year. And um, we have a Friday evening monthly reading group. Reading is is coming Friday, the first Friday of the month. Everyone's welcome. It's at uh, 7 o'clock, and we just... Uh, read it aloud and, uh, um, anyway, it's a very, it's a very massive, uh, sutra, you know, on what, dated page 900 or something like that. We've I mean, been doing it for three years. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, but this tea, this is a background teaching of Sotosan. Um, so I've been mentioning this, uh, and this, samadhi of the treasury of radiance really comes out of it. And again, it's kind of the background of as um, The Sephto founder in China, Dongshan uh, Revis, said he's the uh, the sixth ancestor of the Huayan school. Anyway, um but this te- this teaching is about the way in which Buddha is here. necessarily Shakyamuni Buddha, or Suzuki Roshi, or Dogen Zenji, but just the Buddha that is on your seat. And our practice of Sāsana, and sustaining that practice of Sāsana, is about learning to trust that. Learning to allow this original Buddha to be present in our lives. And this Fundamental Buddha is also about Sangha, very much so. How do we do this together? How do we support each other? How do we support our own and each other's energy and enthusiasm? You know, when you do this practice regularly, for a while, for years or decades, Uh, You know, at times it it feels kind of dull and (laughs) you're boring. You get one finds of oneself on a plateau in the practice. That's one of the challenges. How do we sustain our energy and enthusiasm about caring? About caring about our lives, about caring about the world, about caring about each other. And, you know, sometimes that takes a little work. How do we be patient when we, when we feel dull or bored or whatever? So, this practice is not about reaching some, you know, super being or super mental state. Shito Sekito in Japanese who wrote the Song an of the Grass. says in the harmony of Dickinson, saying this, merging with. Uh, how is this, what does he say? Merging with oneness is still not enlightenment. We have to express this energy, this kindness, this enthusiasm in our lives in the world, in whatever way our lives function in the world. That's what this practice is about. How do we share our energy? How do we, and how do we receive the energy of others? This is what Sangha is about. We support each other. In in specific ways, as well as just by sitting together. So, just to close, I, I want to talk about how Sangha is open to the world, open to everything in the world. And this is very challenging, you know, each of us is at a different place in our lives, and sometimes we must dig into our own ancient, twisted karma, and become intimate with it, and be kind to ourselves. But also, we don't use uh, uh the practice and our experience of awakening as a kind of escape, is a kind of spiritual bypass, as it's sometimes called. How do we notice what's going on in the world? So, my friend and mentor Joanna Macy talks about songwriters and communities as islands of sanity. How do we in a world where there's a lot of insanity, you know, there's a lot of craziness. We all know that. Uh, how do we, um stay open to kindness and generosity in our own community and with all the other communities? So what I'm going to say now is it's not about politics at all. It's about precepts. It's about not uh, killing. It's about uh, benefiting all the unions, it's, a, it's about how do we support each other. So I have to say something. Uh, I, I need to say something, for myself, but for everyone, about the situation in Gaza now. Where there's this genocide and ethnic cleansing. Right now. And this is not to, in any way, support or uh, the horrible attacks that Hamas did in Israel, but the reaction of of the Israeli government, sponsored by the United States government, I have to say, with weapons, with international support, uh, in Gaza now there are uh, children killed every 10 minutes. What's happening there is just horrible. Almost all the other countries in the world, the United Nations have called for a ceasefire, and that call was vetoed by the United States. So, um, I've contacted my congressperson and senators, and we are all welcome to do that as you wish. Uh, to support, which is by, and there now are calls for that, and demonstrations, and civil disobedience, in cities all around the world. So again, you know, I'm talking about this in the context of Sangha, and how do we take care of our energy, and our enthusiasm for life, and for caring, and for supporting, not killing. Benefiting all beings. Maybe I'd said enough, but what's happening there is really horrible. Hospitals are being bombed by the Israeli government. And this is an echo of something that happened to us. We talk about this as Israel's 9 11, and I remember our 9 11 in New York. And uh, and, and initially, you know, the country came together and then it decided on a policy of revenge. So we invaded, a government invaded Iraq, which had nothing to do with my And And um, that destabilized the whole region. That led to what's happening now in Israel and Palestine. So again, um, I mentioned this to encourage being an island of sanity and looking at what's happening and responding as best we can. So caring for our energy, caring for our vitality, caring for kindness and patience means um you know being willing to discuss these things there's now in this country in our Around the world, people being um punished and losing their jobs for even mentioning the, the genocide against Gaza. That's not anti-Semitism. Anyway, I can say a lot more about this, but maybe I'll I'll stop now and uh again remind us that um the and Energy is about mutual support, about caring for each other and ourselves, about being upright together. And this is something we can do. So uh, I didn't want to talk too long and maybe just, uh time to stop. I'm interested in hearing any comments, responses about vitality and enthusiasm, about kindness, about Sangha and how we take care of Sangha. So, thank you all very much for the comments, responses. Yes, wait. Um, thank you for uh, a wonderful talk. It's it was very energizing uh, for me. <laughs> I, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been directing a lot of my energy lately towards the Sangha and I really have felt that just reflected back at me by everyone here in this wonderful way. I see how enthusiastic everyone that shows up is and it's been really wonderful for me. I think, um, to echo your sentiment, I think we're, we're doing really well right now. I think we're really thriving. Um, you know, this, this past calendar year in particular, I think it's been wonderful for us. So many new people and I feel that energy bubbling up in our sangha just, you know, in the process of exploding out. It makes me hopeful and excited and uh, happy for the, the dharma. And I think we're just getting started. I think so. Other comments or responses? And, you know, being an island of sanity so-called means that we can talk together. We don't have to agree on everything. In fact, it's not to. So. Uh, Please feel free to express anything you want to say. Um, I appreciated your talk about the saga and being a grown duck, but I also wanted to talk about the situation in Gaza, and I share your horror at the death that's going on and the violence. But I have to disagree with you when you have one minds, referred to what's going on there as um, genocide and ethnic cleansing. I think Jews know, have a pretty good idea of what genocide is and have no interest in exterminating the Palestinian people. This isn't like the extermination of Jews during World War II or gypsies or gay people or the bloodbaths in Rwanda. Maybe fifteen or 20,000 people have died in Gaza so far. That's a horrible thing. If Jews wanted to commit genocide, they have the ability to do that, and they have not. So I think it, it's better to look at the violence and the death and to perhaps disagree strongly with what the Israelis are doing. But I think it obscures uh, thinking about the situation to call it genocide and ethnic cleansing. Thank you, Douglas. Um, And we can agree to disagree. And I hear you. Um, And I might be the only Jewish person in the room now. Um, And I I think it's important, as we think about this as a country, as a people, as a world, to separate uh, Jewish people and anti-Semitism from opposition to what the Israeli government does. So I, you know, this is a Dharma talk, I don't want to get too much into, you know, policy stuff, but it's actually part of what we we are facing now, um, in the world, and, um... How do we look at what's happening in terms of being open to cruelty and uh, there are hospitals being bombed or threatened with bombing so you know war is horrible, all war is horrible in my opinion Um, but in modern times, as it were, uh, civilians are more the victims and the international law defines killing civilians as war crime. And I, I, I don't know if, if, I don't think the Israeli people necessarily want to do, as a whole, want to commit genocide, but People in their governments have, have basically said that Palestinians are a to be eliminated. meeting people in their government, maybe not in their um. On a personal note, uh, this is—it's about five years since the massacre the largest massacre of Jews in the United States at the Tree of Life in Pittsburgh. And I grew up a few blocks from there, and well, I went to Hebrew school there. And I think studying Hebrew helped me do tra- translations of Dogen and Hongsha and this funny Chinese characters because I was used to a non English, non-Arabic lettering system. Anyway, uh, I had a high school classmate killed there. And uh, there's this phrase, not in our name, and I think there's been large demonstrations in New York and around the world, actually, uh, by Jewish people saying that exterminating, or, you know, attacking civilians in Gaza um, is not proportional to Hamas's per- terrible attack. And I also, you know, I sympathize with Israelis who, you know, remember not in Holocaust and um, care about trying to protect the state of Israel. So it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. But I appreciate it. Douglas, thank you for expressing your honor. And you know what? What these the words genocide, ethnic cleansing—I don't know whatever definitions there are. There are legal definitions for those things, but I think what's happening in Gaza now is terrible. Anyway, uh, and uh, t- attacking attacking Gaza and bombing civilians is not going to help free the hostages or free the ones captured. So anyway, I'm, that's. Uh, um, again, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm trying not to talk about this in terms of politics, but how do we see it in terms of precepts, in terms of not killing, in terms of benefiting all beings? Asian, yes. Asian, thank you. Well, I, you know, I, thanks, I've just been mulling it over. Um and thank you, Hoketsu, so I have- <laughs> yeah, no, I know peripheral vision and the eye with the hat on it. Um, well, I wasn't quite ready to speak yet either, but I mean I am now. Um, I think that we are. What I'm really noticing is the power of language and the power of the words that we use. And I think that especially when things are so tense and polarized and there's so much unrest, the Words that we use, um, maybe we should choose them very carefully, and uh, I was thinking about you know not holding to fixed views, endowed with insight, um, how can we use our how can we how can we speak maybe in such a way that the words that we use can promote peace and not divide further? Thank you. Yes, and, and yes, how do we, how do we support negotiation discussion and words that are inflammatory and maybe are not helpful? I, hope it's- I was just thinking you quoted the Metta Sutta and, um, Tung and I have been discussing, uh, doing a meta kind of meta, you know, Metta Sutta service mm-hmm. on, I think, the 17th of December, but every six weeks or so, that might be oriented towards peace and um, appropriate caring in response to the difficulty in the world. At the same time, there's so much difficulty. There's also so much love, and people, I think, mean all of us have broken hearts about this situation, about so many situations. Um, that, you know, it's just not a good idea to give humans weapons. We are, we have very poor impulse control and, you know, it's, <laughs> we you know, people let sat a little while before they constructed a lot of this stuff. <laughs> the world might be a better place, but now we, we live with what we have. And, you know, I think our sonda has the strength that we have, you know, We've folded peace trains. We've gone to demonstrations, you know, but, but I think we've developed this warm, caring heart. And I think about the energy rising, you know, we now have energy to actually elevate Buddha on the altar. You mm-hmm. know, it took us a year to get that going. <laughs> we actually have a couple pieces of artwork on the walls that took great effort to, there's one here and one there, the dragon gate. And I want to thank Brian Taylor who actually (laughs) installed these pieces at my request, and Tigan's request. But, you know, slowly, you know, and I think, wow, you know, if we, if everybody moved as carefully and slowly as the ancient dragon, the world might be a little kinder, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Mm -hmm. And we do our best together. But I do think that there's something about, you know, in our, in our dedications when we chant and when we sit on our cushions in some ways, we dedicate any merit, we dedicate our effort to the well-being, to peace pervading the world. And, you know, I, I thank all, everyone for your energy and encouragement around this because we all need it a little peace. So thank you for bringing forward this issue. I get even though I know it's, it's such a hard thing to touch or to turn away from. Yes, turning away and touching uh, a <laughs> photon. And there was a massive fire for sure. It's <laughs> very <laughs> yes, As you were saying, you know, we have, in, uh, just in our country, these assault rifles easily available and people who are disturbed with using them in such horrible ways, and they have nuclear weapons, and missiles, and anyway, so it's a dangerous world. And yet, I also want to know and so what you said, there's so many people all over the world wanting and trying to express love and kindness and caring. This is true. This is also true. So uh, if, if someone else who wants to add something. Yes. Uh. So I think that you touched on something really important when uh, you specified that talking about the policies of Israel should not be conflated with the opinions and actions of Jewish people as a whole. Thank it's, you. it's exactly the same sort of mistake to say, like, to talk about, like, American Republicans and use the word Christians for them. like it's the whole like square rectangle thing all squares are rectangles no rectangles or you know not all rectangles are squares so like like any government the people that are in it are the people that want power and the people that want power are people that want to hold on to power and people that want to hold on to power will do violent things to hold on to power as throughout history but that has nothing to do with the average person of any religion so that's something that i really appreciated and along with all the people who want power and all the billionaires who feel like they need more and more and more uh, not to not to stereotype all billionaires some of them I'm sure are kind people that care about them. But some of them are squares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them are squares. Hopefully, but one of them will drop a donation in our bucket. <laughs> in our bucket. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, I, mean, I wondered if if anyone online. I don't think I know everyone online, and I don't know if it's people's first time here, but maybe if. Anyone who's new, newish, could say where you are. <laughs> John, you're in Chicago, right? Yeah, I'm outside of Chicago in Wheeling. Great. Nick Brown is close to Nicholas. Yes, welcome, welcome. Nick, Nick, where are you from? I'm from Hampshire. I'm not sure if anyone will know. It's a small town. I'm about like an hour from Chicago. I came in person maybe a month or two ago, but have just been a little busy. So coming back online now. Thank you. Great. You're very welcome. Yeah. Wonderful talk. So thank you. Welcome. You know, it's interesting thing is I feel very strongly about supporting a distant online sangha. Mark Splitt has talked eloquently about this because he's here down in New Mexico. He's probably the furthest away person. Although, Elliot, where are you now? Are you in California or Chicago? I am currently in New Hampshire. Ah wow (laughs) great. (laughs) I spent some of some of that wonderful time in my early childhood in New Hampshire. So yes, um uh any of you online have anything you would like to add to this discussion before we close? Okay, well um we will continue trying to be an island of sanity and support each other to be kind and generous and caring and aware.